it's amazing if it works for you even once in your life. But like I said, it's happened for me several times to the point where I can't let it go. I can't just forget about it. If it happened once, even twice, I bet I could find a way to rationalize my way out of it and say, I'm not gonna be one of these crazy guys talking about UFOs, because who knows what I saw, right? But when it happens so many times and you have so much verification from other people, it really changes the way you see everything because you realize, holy shit, has this always been possible? Have we always been able to communicate with someone or something else from another time or planet or dimension? And who's been stopping us from knowing this? And who knows this and isn't sharing it? And how much of our world is maybe designed to prevent us from reaching these states where we can make these these connections. Welcome to class with Teacher Nico. Let's begin. Apologies for the sound quality. I'm driving right now, but I saw this as a good opportunity to record something that I honestly should have already recorded because I don't know what the hell I'm doing when I make these shows, when I try to create this stuff. I don't, I don't know. I just feel I need to create something. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, but one of the reasons that I wanted to create something is because I realized that there's things I didn't know my whole life that since learning them have changed everything for me. And it's not like a self-help thing. It's not like I'm here to motivate you and inspire you and tell you how to live your life. That's not me. I don't, I don't know how to provide that advice. I don't know how to live my own life. But I have become aware of things that I didn't think were possible being real. And one of those things is the existence of, I, it's hard to call them UFOs or, or aliens or whatever, because I, I don't actually know the specifics about who they are, what they are, where they're from, why they're here, but I do know they exist. They being an intelligent, intelligent beings they're capable of appearing in our reality and then disappearing from our reality just as quickly. What from a distance appears to simply be a bright light in the sky, something like a star, but moving in a way a star doesn't um, and moving, you know, not, not staying stationary, definitely not being a plane and not being something that I just randomly see in the sky occasionally, but something that following the broadcasting of a direct intention to encounter something, that, that appearing as if it was conjured, as if it was called upon. And I've done this in the past using uh, what's called the CE5 protocols. So I want to explain what that is and 
for anyone who's interested and wants to try this out, I encourage you to. There's, of course, no way I could guarantee it will work for you. And I would say most of the times I've done it, there's been no results. But enough of times, like five times, six times, something like that, I've, I have had results. And I've been with people who have also seen the same thing and could corroborate it. In some cases, I've gotten some form of video evidence. Nothing that would, you know, satisfy every skeptic out there. But things that you can look at and say, well, maybe you can find an explanation that's, that's not what I think it is. But what the hell is it then? What is this bright light that's moving in ways planes don't? And why did it show up after I did this CE5 thing? And why did it go away after? And what, what, why do I have these emotional experiences that seem related or these almost, and I want to be careful how much I say I experience because I'm not sure how much could be imagination, could be whatever, but these, the sense that I am being communicated with by something more intelligent than us. It reminds me of what people describe in history and in the Bible and in mythology as interaction with the gods, right? And I wonder if these things that people have seen in the past when they talk about angels in the skies and chariots of fire and people with, that came here on, on boats from far away or boats from the sky. Is this what they're talking about? Are these the same kind of beings that show up now when you do a CE5? Well, let me get to what a CE5 is, right? CE5 is, a, is an abbreviation for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. You might know the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind which was a Steven Spielberg movie that's really good. And it, it refers to this, this uh, you know what, I'll, I'll record myself separately explaining it correctly because um, I want to be factually accurate with this. But um, jerk passing me on the right, man, that was dangerous. So... So in practice, it's really quite simple. You have to meditate. You have to, I'm not saying you have to, but in my experiences, the times that it has worked, I've been with at least three people. I believe it's been groups of at least three or four people, as many as like six or seven. So between like three and six or seven people, is, is probably the recommended group size, but maybe the more the merrier, I'm not sure. Uh, but actually, probably not the more the merrier because if there are people in the group that are not ready for it, that are uncomfortable or are afraid or are in some way kind of in a flight or, fight or flight mode, if they see something, people who would go grab the shotgun if they saw something show up, you know, people in those states, I believe, that 
what arrives is aware of where they're at and they just won't appear it's as if there's some rule or some law that they're not supposed to show up if people are afraid of them or people are hostile toward them or they they seem to be able to comprehend both your intentions and your agenda you could say as if by means of psychic evaluation or something like that they're able to know why you want them there and how you feel about it so if you have too many people you know if you have 20 people and like five of them are are too scared or nervous that i bet nothing's going to show up um maybe if there's just one maybe if there's just one nothing shows up so get a group you have to get a group that is at peace with the possibility of seeing something that could change their entire perspective on reality just a childlike sense of curiosity I believe is sufficient if you could pair that with an intention to be of some service to the planet to learn something that will help you be a better steward of the planet earth I think that's something that they value I think that whatever the beings that I've been in contact with you can say one of the things that they seem to care about and this is also corroborated by all kinds of UFO encounter accounts from other people throughout history they seem to be concerned with our self-destructive capacities and our our ability to destroy the planet and environment in different ways to damage it to to mistreat the life around us those are all things that I think they care about for whatever reason they have maybe it's just altruistic maybe they directly benefit if we make different choices and they're not allowed to force these choices upon us but they are allowed to help people who are pursuing those outcomes again just speculation but that might be why so if you go at it with an intention to learn to to see what's really there to make contact with something positive something that you're gonna hear me talk a lot about frequency a lot about like like tuning like a radio station your I don't know if it's your emotional state or your mental state or both but tuning yourself in a way that you are resonating with them allows them to appear to you is the best way I could explain it I'm very curious to know if people would always see the same thing if they're not on the same frequency so to speak like I wonder if something could show up and some people see it and others don't in my experience is that everyone's seen the same things but that's just a curiosity I have anyways you have to be tuned in to them or they have to be tuned in to you and meet on that level so you set an intention and it doesn't have to be super clear it doesn't have to be necessarily put into words it just has to be this kind of like when you would pray if, if you were a religious person or are a religious person when you pray and you sincerely hope that God hears you 
something like that but instead of it coming from a place of like subservience and fear and of uh, desperation coming more from a perspective of wanting to make new friends of being really enthusiastic and happy about the prospect of making contact with with a new form of life of this sort of just think about if you were them right who would you want to meet like if you were driving in a truck and you had a cv radio remember those radios that all the truckers would talk on maybe you don't remember but a long time ago they used to have something like a walkie-talkie that drivers and anyone could have it in their car you would be able to communicate with other drivers on those channels and they would be like okay there's an accident or whatever right it asks for help or advice or uh, I don't know so you had these these abilities to broadcast and then other people could tune in to your station and they could talk back if they chose to right so I think what's happening when you meditate with the intention of drawing in one of these CE5 experiences is it's like you are going on a radio and broadcasting. It's like you are putting out your intention and anyone listening can choose to respond if, if they want to and if they can hear you. And if these beings are only listening to stations it's not a perfect analogy, right? Because with the CV radio, anyone who has the machine can grab the thing and talk into it. It's not like that. But if you could think of, of the different stations as different emotional and mental, maybe even in spiritual states, then tuning in to a state makes you quote unquote audible to these entities in other places and or times. So you tune into this frequency, ideally of love, right? Of it all coming from your heart, from your, if you're into the idea or the concept of, of chakras, these energy centers in your body, it's what you feel in your heart, right? If you've ever felt like what you feel when you're really in love or when you love someone, when you care deeply about something or someone when you feel that sensation in your chest that's like the energy being directed to that chakra I believe so you might experience something like that when you're tuning in to that frequency and you might also experience something in your like crown chakra for example which is like your pineal gland or your um I'm, is that the crown one I mix them up sometimes but you might feel stuff in your head and in your heart in particular. And when multiple people are doing it and they're able to tune into that same state, it's as if the signal is amplified, I believe. So that's why it might work with three or four people and not with one or two, is because they're amplifying that signal, I believe. And this is a combination of speculation and me drawing from countless sources of other people who have done work on this. But so you're going out and you're meditating, right? So there may be no technology required at all, but there's something called the crop circle tones in Dr. Stephen Greer's CE5 app. You can find it. I believe you might also be able to find it like on YouTube or online, different places. Uh, they call it the crop circle tones. And I guess it's a recording of a sound that came, that was recorded in a crop circle 
and then I believe it was slowed down or some way drawn out through editing and when you play these strange sounds which are like it reminds me a little bit of like when you used to connect to the internet and be like it's not that but it's something like that where it's just making these noises that are patterns of sound but they're not they're not clear what they are to us and it's possible it's some form of language or some form of beacon but you put that on around the same time that you're meditating or while you're meditating and that seems to have preceded every time that I've made contact so maybe it is necessary but you play these these tones right you meditate you're under the stars on a ideally on a clear nice night somewhere where there's no distractions where there's there's no one is gonna take you out of of your meditative state so ideally kind of out in the wilderness or or out not necessarily wilderness but you know in, in a yard with a little privacy somewhere away from the hustle and bustle from a lot of noises and, and sights that will take you out of those states of awareness and of observation then which is harder than you might think especially in today's world it's really hard for us to find that ability to be fully in those zones of awareness so that's the hardest part i think is is reaching a point where you can meditate and get into those states and something that i i practicing and working on and getting better at over time well, that's a big component of it so you're meditating you're playing those crop circle tones you're in a, a small group and you're looking up at the stars then and you just might see things appear we tend to have laser pointers when we do it so that you can just point out what you see and everyone can quickly see where you're looking you get some binoculars ideally maybe some really good binoculars so you can see the image many times larger and you you just look and see what you see or you or you keep your eyes closed and see what you experience because I've been with people who claim to have basically had out-of-body experiences as if they were like on a ship or in another world or they've had some form of like psychic kind of communication with something or they've even felt or experienced the presence of people who have passed away or some, you know, interesting things can happen besides just the visual sightings. But if you're trying to make a visual sighting, you just have that specific intention out there and you observe and you don't get mad or frustrated if nothing shows up and you don't feel down and, and mad at yourself for being stupid or believing something crazy if it doesn't work because you know there's a good chance it won't and there's probably a lot of reasons that it it might not work it's amazing if it works for you even once in your life but like i said it's happened for me several times to the point where i can't let it go i can't just forget about it if it happened once even twice i bet i could find a way to rationalize my way out of it and say i'm not gonna be one of these crazy guys talking about ufos because who knows what i saw right but when it happens so many times and you have so much verification from other people, it really changes the way you see everything because you realize, holy shit, has this always been possible? Have we always been able to communicate with 
someone or something else from another time or planet or dimension and who's been stopping us from knowing this and who knows this and isn't sharing it and how much of our world is maybe designed to prevent us from reaching these states where we can make these these connections and I've heard it said I'm always it's always really hard for me to talk about things even if I believe there's a good chance they could be true if they sound really crazy because I feel like the crazier the idea the harder it is for you to believe anything I've said if I put one thing out there that's that goes too far it's easy for you to discount the rest. So maybe some people listening are like, okay, I I buy that maybe it's possible something shows up if you do this. But then I start talking about something else and it's like, yeah, I knew that guy was crazy. Fuck fuck everything he said, right? So it sounds really weird and crazy and I'm not saying it's true, but I've heard it said that what we are encountering at least some of these times is actually us not not like literally me nico but like our descendants in the future who have the ability to go back in time so imagine hundreds or even thousands of years maybe have passed and humans have survived and evolved in different ways and maybe we've been we moved out into space and maybe Maybe even the planet had a catastrophe. Maybe there's been many catastrophes and there's maybe been many times when the life on that planet has moved away in time to survive and moved out into space, right? That's another theory that, that I think is super interesting. But imagine that humans are, have been evolving. They continue to evolve the way we have been. We continue to develop better and better technology. We maybe become more and more reliant on that technology and less and less in touch with our physical being, with our our physical nature, and with what we maybe come to regard as our lesser nature. We don't, maybe we don't like these animalistic instincts we have. Maybe we wanna try to avoid even experiencing certain things. Maybe we wanna tinker with our genes to eliminate certain traits of humans, right? Maybe we want to make ourselves less violent. Maybe we want to make ourselves more agreeable, whatever, right? You can see the extent people are willing to go to try to force ideas on one another already, right? So it's not a huge stretch to think that there could be a push to force behaviors on people genetically. So imagine in the future that humans have evolved and in some ways devolved to the point where maybe we're hyper intelligent we're hyper connected we have this like hive mind ability which the internet is and in a kind of um separated from us it's not an internal mechanism but the internet's like a hive mind right where we're able to all communicate without without verbal words right from vast distances uh practically instantaneously that's a huge leap in human evolution, just the ability to interact through these devices. So now imagine that it stays on that track and it becomes maybe mental, right? 
Uh, maybe it starts with Neuralink chips you're putting in your brain, and then there's a way to do it without even needing the chips, or you're able to have kids that have abilities to psychically communicate, and you lose the need to speak. And over hundreds or thousands of years, the human being changes shape and starts to look more and more like what we call an alien, maybe, right? And maybe what becomes of humanity is very different than what we are today. And maybe there's something about us today that they really miss or that they wish they did differently. And they're able to traverse time because of the technology or abilities that they've discovered or been given or uh, simply evolved to, to attain through whatever means that happens. They're able to now come back to the past if there's maybe certain conditions met and maybe a sort of portal can be opened through simply the intention being broadcast by people in the past, right? That's not an insane idea. So maybe you have like five people doing a CE5 in their backyard and it opens a portal that these people in the future can just cruise into for a minute, make a quick appearance and bolt out, right? They could answer a question or two and be on their way. And maybe it's against certain rules or maybe it's uh, there. there's people that want to stop that or maybe they, they're at risk of being shot down when they're here by our military, by our space forces, by our whatever, right? We don't know how it all works, but maybe they're taking a big risk when they do it, so that's why it doesn't happen all the time. But I think that that's a really cool idea that, that our descendants in the future might be trying to communicate with us in the past because if they can change our behavior, it maybe updates their reality in the future, or however time really works. Because I'm becoming more and more convinced over the years that just because I don't understand something doesn't mean it's it can't be true. Just because I don't have the perceptual ability to comprehend an idea like time not being linear, because my day-to-day -day experience has always been you know, sun comes up in the morning, sun goes down at night, a certain period of time passes that's measured, that we measure by a rotation of our planet around a celestial body, around the sun, and we create measurements to organize that or, you know, whatever. But is it possible that time could be traversed a different way? It seems it is possible. A lot of really smart people think that. And a lot of it can be I guess, peered into through quantum mechanics and through all these different theories. But I think that our inability to believe the possibility might prevent us from being able to do it. In other words, we might already all have the ability to do something like that, to, to open a portal, say through our, just our thought and intention. Maybe we're able to send a form of energy that we can't even see or measure and we're able to open like a portal, right? Just, just for, just imagining it, right? But maybe we're able to also open portals to other places that we, we don't like. And maybe when we have these shared emotional states and imagination is being projected in a negative way, Maybe we're in a way calling that reality into being somehow we don't understand. Maybe there is some 
some negative force that can get in when a bad version of this happens. And it, it makes me wonder why so much goes into creating these fear states in people on earth. And, and it makes sense that that's done to control people because afraid people obey. But, but it's almost as if most of us would agree we would prefer to know about good things happening than just bad things. But there's no good news. It's just bad news. We would think that we would prefer to laugh than cry, but a lot of things are happening that make us cry. A lot of things seem designed to make us afraid of everyone and everything around us and to maintain these states of fear. And when we're in these states of fear, I think it precludes us from accessing these other abilities that we have. And I have this sensation that the more we become aware we have these hidden abilities, the more we unlock them within ourselves individually, the more that that amplification effect happens and we pool that energy. And so that may be related to the power of positive thinking because so many people swear by it and so many people have experiences that you know they're not crazy enough to say like oh like i have these superpowers but it's weird right like you are thinking of someone and they call you or you have a bad dream and call someone and it turns out like something just happened to them or you haven't heard from someone in eight years and you wish that they would talk to you and all of a sudden you get an email from them like what happened to me just last week maybe it's connected to this ability we have to communicate on some subconscious level with one another irrespective of distance and if we're able to do that irrespective of distance perhaps we're able to do it irrespective of time and perhaps the distance we're able to do it at is not limited to this planet perhaps we're able to project those forms of subconscious or subliminal communication throughout the cosmos and throughout space and time in ways that we do not currently understand or ways that are being hidden from us. So if I can give you something of value, it's probably information like that more than it is my opinion on current events and the kind of things I've been trying to talk about, which is largely just to get things off my chest. But I do believe strongly that just putting myself in a state where I'm thinking and caring and projecting intentions of what I want to happen and what I hope happens in the world, which one form of doing that is, say, recording a podcast. When I'm talking about how I really want to see peace in Russia and Ukraine and how I don't want to see World War III, and instead of just going along for the ride and watching the news and letting them fill my head with whatever they're telling me I'm supposed to think and believe and feel, if I instead project what I hope happens I like to just I not just that I like but I hope it does something and I believe it may so I think one of the most powerful things that each of us could do is individually open ourselves up be a little vulnerable to the possibility we feel a little stupid or like we wasted some time and try to do something like a CE5 and if you're too if you don't want to encounter something visually 
just try meditating, just try projecting intentions. And the more of us that do that, I really believe the more powerful the amplification of that signal becomes, and the more we draw into our reality the things that we truly desire. Because if you look into, again, like, you know, more kind of crazy stuff, but the like simulation theory of reality, right? That where everything we're experiencing is some form of simulation. My favorite form of that simulation in terms of theory would be that we're in some form of shared simulation where we're collectively creating the reality around us. It's like a combination of, of our energy is somehow forming reality. And on a subconscious level, perhaps most of it happens on a subconscious level, but it's like we're being used to power that future. So if we're only absorbing negativity and we're only projecting negativity and we're carrying that negativity with us, we're carrying these states of anxiety and fear and desperation, if that's our waking reality, it's as if we're fostering further conditions that match those states. So the belief is that if you can change your state, you can change reality to match that state. And this is one of the most incredible breakthroughs and understandings I've had in recent years. It's not my discovery or invention or by any means, but it's something that you may be hearing about for the first time from me right now. And that's that, so when something happens in your life, it typically makes you feel a certain way, right? That makes sense, cause and effect. So, uh, you know, your girlfriend breaks up with you, you feel really sad and you maybe feel really lonely, okay? That's natural. But it's also possible that if you feel really sad and really lonely, you won't get a girlfriend. You'll never find a girlfriend, right? You would be happy if you found a new girlfriend, say. But if you don't feel like you could, maybe you just won't. Maybe if you can put yourself in a state where it's as if you already have a new girlfriend, a new girlfriend will appear. Not that human beings come into existence because you thought of them, but you might match up with someone else who has those, those intentions and has that being broadcast. And on some subliminal level, you will be connected or drawn to one another like a magnet. You will just happen to go somewhere where you happen to meet that person who happens to be the one. I'm not saying that that's for sure how it works, but that's just one example. Now you could apply that same practice of attempting to put yourself into the state you would experience if you had the thing you wanted. If you were driving the car of your dreams, if you can imagine it, perhaps it becomes more likely it's going to happen, not just because it motivates your individual efforts as I used to believe. I used to believe it was it wasn't much more to it than that. Like the secret, the if you follow follow any of Rhonda Burns uh, very popular work, the idea of positive thinking of, of uh, um, you know the, the power of attraction they call it, right? The law of attraction they call it. 
if you believe any of that, perhaps it's working on a principle like that, where if I'm able to very powerfully experience a semblance of what I want to feel naturally, maybe reality then compensates to match my state. So in other words, it's, a, it's like a hack, right? So something happens and you're meant to feel a certain way in the simulation say. But it also the inverse is true where if you can by other means make yourself feel a certain way, then reality will change to accommodate that experience. Maybe a narcissistic way of viewing things that, that we have such immense power and maybe that's why we call it a simulation because we think the only way that could happen is if it was something we made or something that's not real. Maybe it's not a simulation, but maybe it, it works similarly to a simulation would where we are able to hack it in some way. We're able to hack reality. We're able to say, no, I'm not gonna live in this world where everything's terrible. I wanna live in a world where everything's wonderful, so I'm gonna make myself feel like that world's real, even if it's not. And then maybe the world changes to match what it's supposed to be according to that underlying state that you're carrying. So I think that the news is so powerful because they're able to tune us in to these negative expectations of the world we live in. And they're able to make us experience these emotions that accompany a negative view of reality, which then perhaps calls that negative view and in reality into being because enough of us are on that page. So if we're collectively projecting these states, then we are thereby affecting reality to form a confluence with those, to resonate with that is, is the best term to use probably, to resonate with our state. So that's why if you get a group of people together to meditate on peace, it can make peace happen. You can look at some of these, these actual cases where groups gathered and meditated and, and attempted to prevent violence in certain neighborhoods and crime reduced dramatically you know, you could say, well, it's coincidence. But why is our instinct always to dismiss something that sounds like, oh, that would be awesome. If that's true, that's great news. Why is our instinct to dismiss it as false? Whenever there's something that's amazing, our quote unquote realistic expectation is it's bullshit. Maybe it's because we've been disappointed and tricked so many times that we stop believing anything that's promising because it hurts too much when it turns out we've been bamboozled. I think that's the case for a lot of us. But I also think it's the case and believe with my heart is the case that we can collectively change the future through the states we project. And perhaps when we witness something appearing, even if it's not exactly clear what the hell just happened, that physical manifestation in reality that we experience, whether it's coming through a portal, traveling through time, appearing through some technology we're not aware of from a far off distance, teleporting most likely somehow, then it's like proof to us 
oh my god, that's real. Now, if I've seen that, next time I see it, I don't say, oh, well, it's probably fucking not that. Because I have enough evidence to suggest that, yeah, that can happen, right? So it's a tricky thing to balance because you don't want to believe lies. You don't want to be tricked, right? But you also don't want to accidentally contribute to a lackluster future because you've deemed the things that could be true impossible because great things don't happen from your perspective. Or if it sounds too good to be true, it really is. So if it sounds too good to be true that we could have world peace and that we could stop always feeling like there needs to be some war, that there needs to be some conflict, that everything's this giant competition and we're all just trying to acquire limited resources and compete and fight over them and there's no perception of a future where everyone has everything they need and there is no or a greatly reduced need for any of the conflicts we're seeing today, well, that future may just be around the corner. So I really hope that if I'm able to accomplish anything by putting this information out there, even if it's not listened to or heard by anyone here and now, that it somehow permeates the ether, that it somehow broadcasts to other places in time because you know, it really makes me sad that I don't know how to reach people in my place in time. I don't know where to go for that. Honestly, I don't feel liked in a lot of ways. I don't feel like I deserve to have a platform because I, I don't feel like I resonate with people here these days. Maybe I just haven't found my audience. Maybe my audience definitely exists. But whenever I want to do something new, it's like I have all these thoughts, these limiting beliefs, all of these things telling me reasons not to do it, things I need to worry about. And I get really insecure. So I'm just gonna be vulnerable and tell you like right now, I really need to make some big changes in my life, but I'm afraid to make them. I need to start a new career, but I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And I'm afraid because I don't know how to present myself. I don't know what identity to assume. I don't know how to put myself on a resume in a way that makes me fit in somewhere I want to be. I don't even know where I want to be, to be frank. But I do know I'm not where I need to be. I, I know I'm on a path of growth. I think I've, I've achieved a lot within the last few years uh, internally. I think I've grown tremendously and I don't regret decisions I've made over the last few years, but I'm in a place where I know that it's time to change course, that I've learned what I have to learn and it's time for me to start a new chapter, but I'm afraid to do that. And when I let these overwhelming, limiting beliefs take over, I just don't act, right? I retreat. I retreat into different states, which are preferable, but it might be just states of leisure, states of distraction. And sometimes it's states of creativity and that's a way to distract myself. And I try to create something and, and devote all my attention to that. And it, it stops me from thinking about responsibilities that I feel I have that I don't feel ready to confront. But, you know, I, it got me thinking a little when I heard from this person that I hadn't heard from for like eight, I think it was like eight years, it was a long time, right? 
uh, and he's someone I used to really care about and without getting into too much detail like I always wanted to impress I had this something that used to motivate me years ago was the thought of someday impressing her years and off in the future right and we got back into touch she she reached out and you know I just was thinking about it. I was like you know for whatever recon she did on me whatever she searched online about me you know probably not a lot of digging but whatever she looked up I'm I didn't impress her you know what I mean I'm not impressive I'm not famous I'm not rich I'm not particularly influential in any way I'm I don't I'm not someone who could I don't know like I feel inadequate in a lot of ways not just uh, you know to any one person like in general but I I kind of lament that I'm not someone that would impress her and everyone else by default right but I just used to think of her because I I really wanted to impress her right specifically so if that's my driving motivation just to impress others which it sort of is when you're applying for a job a lot of times right when you're looking for a tribe to fit into if that's my intention I just want to impress strangers or people I used to know or people I do know if, if that's my obsession which in the past it was I might just go crazy chasing something that's never gonna happen whereas if I had put the focus somewhere else if my values had been more aligned with trying to contribute and trying to grow instead of trying to attract attention and trying to I don't know make something that made me valuable enough for people to love me then maybe I would be impressive by now maybe I would have achieved certain things I failed to achieve because I lost hope in myself or I lost confidence or I had these limiting beliefs that it was too risky to do things but if I had been aligned a different way may I would have achieved more I don't know but the fact that I'm exploring these questions tells me I'm on the right track because maybe the distance between someone who is impressive in my mind and someone who is not isn't that grand maybe I, I could be months weeks days away from crossing over into being something completely new someone completely different who's able to accomplish something that is impressive to myself and I think that is a good motivation try to impress yourself today like if you were to go into the future 10 years what would you be impressed with if that is what you showed up to see that's a good thought right so what I'm on my way to doing right now is something I'm afraid of I'm on I'm taking a trip which to be honest just that alone is a little scary for me I've been pretty isolated I've been pretty <coughs> I've been pretty separated from people I'm taking a trip I don't I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know who I'm gonna meet but I, I'm just gonna take a chance right and I think that's a step and we all need to take a step 
towards something we're afraid of sometimes. And sometimes that's just the dark. Sometimes we're so used to being in a place where we have a little light that we forget there's light elsewhere. That we forget there's opportunity elsewhere. That there's chances beyond the scope of our current vision. And so if our vision is very restricted to our current perception of reality as it stands, we're unlikely to even recognize or be drawn to the futures that we seek. And I feel that when I put myself in a state of intention, my abilities follow as if it flows through me. I don't need to try. If I just I just have to try in the beginning, like starting a car, like you have the spark plug, but once that's lit and ignited, I'm able to drive for a period. I'm able to go. So the hardest part for me is getting to the place where I decide I'm going to sit down and write, or I'm going to start recording something, or I'm going to create something. The hardest part is just that first step. And if I don't believe anything good can come from it, I'm not going to take that step, right? So there needs to be a hope, there needs to be a belief, but I also need to, I guess, ground that with less expectations. I don't know. This isn't supposed to be about me. It's supposed to be about CE5, and that's the main thing I wanted to tell you about today. So I hope this has been useful, helpful. Uh, I hope that you try to do some of the things I've talked about, and, and I hope it works for you. May we together make the future what we wish it was. Homework, meditate 20 minutes. Just set a timer 20 minutes, sit down, sit still, try not to move, and see what happens. Take it easy. Stay classy, planet Earth. Planet Earth.